can take you with them on a bus or train, on a highway, or on a plane, backstage, or on a bike. It's Kevin Klein's Fuzzy Mike. Fuzzy Mike interviews. Not top of mind, not even the news. No way. Just a bunch of stuff that Kevin likes. All recorded with this Fuzzy Mike. So we'd like to thank you all ahead of time for listening to Fuzzy Mike with your friend Kevin Klein. It's another episode of the Fuzzy Mike. I am your host, Kevin Klein, and I was looking at the New York Times bestseller list not too long ago, and I was also looking at the most downloaded or most purchased books on uh, Amazon, and I came across this one, and it's written by an, uh, uh, a writer named Abby Ross, and the name of the book, the title is The Poop Diaries. Now, if you know anything about me, poop and farts, they will. that, that is the quickest way to my heart. You'd start writing or talking about that. And uh, so I, I opened, a, opened it up, the synopsis and everything, and it was uh, quite unlike anything I thought it would be. And so I reached out to Abby Ross, and I have her on the phone right now. Hello, is this Abby? This is she. Abby, hi, it's Kevin Klein. How are you? Hi, Kevin. Fine. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for taking time to speak with me about your incredible book, The Poop Diaries. Of course. I appreciate, especially considering the climate these days, that you're doing this. Thank you. I was just going to say, this is basically a a conversation that's going to be a respite from everything that's going on in the world with COVID-19, but also a very appropriate time that you and I are talking because The Poop Diaries are stories from plumbers. And we're hearing right now of all the different things that people are trying to flush down their toilets and everything. Uh, Give us a little bit of background on how the Poop Diaries came about. Sure. So it was just a random weekday night and toilet clogged. And I can't go to bed knowing the toilet won't work. So I called a plumber and he came over. His name's John. He's chapter one in the book. And he was very, very, very chatty. He was also very nice. And so I felt bad just rushing him out. I mean, the whole job only took about 15 minutes. And so I asked him to share his three greatest hit stories. And he was so hilarious. I just could not believe the stories that came out of his mouth. And I was like, well, I have to write a book about you. And so that's how it all started. So I interviewed him and did his diaries. And when I was rereading through the diaries, I thought, you know, I think I'm onto something here. And so I set out to find more plumbers all across North America. And that's how the Poop Diaries was born. So these stories aren't just necessarily from the same city. These are from all across the country. Yes, that's true. So some of the plumbers are from Chicago. Uh, One is from Wisconsin. Two are actually from Wisconsin. One's from Indiana. I have two in Canada. One in um, Oakland, California. And uh, yes, that's pretty much it. And also it's important to point out that not all the stories are from male plumbers. I found two female plumbers which adds a whole different perspective to the book, (laughs) their stories versus the male plumbers. One of the things that I read early in the book that struck me as odd is you you always hear about delivery drivers, UPS, postal workers, seeing a lot of nudity in in their customers. The plumbers actually have them beat? (laughs) I think so, because, I mean, plumbers are actually going and spending time in people's homes. Uh, And for some reason... People kind of view plumbers like they're invisible, Uh, like it doesn't matter what the plumber sees, which is very odd. Maybe it's because, you know, plumbers see kind of the most disgusting parts of our body. Um, So everything else, I guess, doesn't doesn't matter as much. Um, But, yeah, plumbers, especially, and, you know, you see in the book, like where a plumber would just go out to his truck to drop off the tools. And when he came back to collect for the bill, the customer was standing there naked. 
Um, you know, one, one woman wouldn't get out of bed while the plumber, he was changing out an air conditioner unit. He was kind of like a jack of all trades for this building. And this woman was laying in bed, clutching her covers under her chin and the air conditioner unit was right above her. And he, he asked her, you know, is this a good time? And she said, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. And he literally had to get in bed with her just to change the air conditioner unit. So yeah, it's really interesting. While that sounds uncomfortable, it is not the most uncomfortable story in the book. The one where the mom had to call the plumber on behalf of her son who could not function in the shower. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You know which one I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. That, yes. That story is just, completely bizarre so yeah the mother called the plumber at like 7 a.m it was pre-work hours and she said please go over to my mom's i mean to my son's apartment he really needs to get ready for work and he can't because the shower is broken and you need to go now so the plumber went over there and um yeah the guy he knocked on the door nobody answered knocked again nobody answered so he just sort of like played with the doorknob a little and lo and behold the door was open and he's like, hello, hello, shouting through the apartment. And he hears this echoey, I'm back here. And so he walks through the house. And um, sure enough, in the bathroom, the guy was actually taking a shower using the broken shower. And the plumber was like, dude, you know, you got to get out of the shower for me to fix the drain. And the guy refused to get out of the shower. So he just took the shower curtain and wrapped it around his naked body while the plumber had to go in there and clear the drain. That is unbelievable. And that's just the tip of the iceberg for some of the stories you're going to read about in the Poop Diaries. Writer and author Abby Ross is our guest. It's a collection of plumber's greatest hits. But now there are some dangers, inherent dangers, to the job of being a plumber. And you learned about some of these, right? I did, yeah. I mean, so one one of the plumbers interviewed, um, it was actually, thank God it didn't happen to him, but it did happen to a colleague. Um, so they were doing some city work and doing underground work on the pipes and, um, his colleague hammered through an electrical vault and the thing blew up and his colleague actually lost his eye. Um, so yeah, so it does, it does get into some, I wanted to have a mix of humor, gross kindness. Some of the stories show kindness, um, the realities, the danger, um, I wanted a mix of all kinds of stories, so the book wasn't only about poop. Uh, you said the word gross. A- Abby, have you ever seen somebody live in person reading your book and seen the reaction on their face when they get to a couple of these stories? Because the way you wrote one of these stories literally made me dry heave. I was gagging. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. I was I was dry heaving while writing it. Uh, <laughs> listening to, to the plumber share it with me. I have not had that experience. I will say I can't wait for the day that happens. I dream of the day when I'm on the bus or on the train and I see someone reading my book. This is the story that uh, it, it tells me the next time that I'm in Chicago, I will not be eating at a Chinese restaurant. You know what story I'm talking about. That <laughs> thing, unbelievable <laughs> yeah. story. Well, I hope that restaurant is shut down. But um, It might be based on your book. It should be. Restaurant. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, that story, the, um, the plumber went to a Chinese restaurant in the city and, um, the woman, you know, very quietly led him through the dining room as people were eating and led him downstairs. And 
um, the basement was just covered in rat poop. And um, naturally, the plumber is actually very afraid of rats. That's his biggest fear. And so he got really nervous, and he was like, you know, I don't know why you called me. You should call an exterminator. Um, and in the midst of her showing him around and he's looking for the floor drain, um, there was one of the servers came down, and he said that they ran out of takeout order containers, those styrofoam boxes, which were in the basement covered in rat poop. And he said um, he needs more containers. And so the owner of the restaurant just pulled out a pile of containers just brushed away the rat poop and handed them to the uh, the server. My eyes are which, watering yeah, right now. Very I'm, I'm dry heaving. My eyes are watering right now. <laughs> that is absolutely horrific. And my favorite part about it is that so he the plumber found the problem and it was in the, it was in the sewer line, and he offered to fix it. And she said she didn't want to pay for it, <laughs> and then she offered to pay him in food. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he said no, thank you. Of course, yes. <laughs> and he never went back there again either. What I found interesting about your background is that you were a TV news journalist. I was. When I was in my 20s, I, um, I for six years, I was a television news reporter. I lived all around the country. And um, then, I, then I transitioned into PR and marketing. What was the oddest story you had to cover as a, as a reporter? That's a very good... Gosh, it was so long ago, getting old. Um, I would say... I. I don't know. So I did a lot of crime reporting, so Ooh. a lot of it was disturbing. Yeah. Um, the, I'll, I'll say the coolest thing that I did. I interviewed Barack Obama one-on-one when he was a senator in Illinois, um, and I thought that was really cool to interview. And I actually did ask him if he thought he would be president one day. What did he say? He gave me a very pol- he gave me a very political answer of you know he's just concerned about the people of Illinois right now, uh-huh. and not thinking that down far down the future. <laughs> Even though actually it wasn't that much later that he became president, so. right? So, but when you were a uh, a journalist, uh, did you ever think you'd be writing a book on poop? No, <laughs> I actually never expected to be writing a book. Period. I mean, I always loved to write. I always loved to storytell. That's why I loved PR and marketing because it it's also a form of storytelling. Um, but writing a book takes a lot of time. I have two young children. I have a full time job. Um, so. I never really pictured this in my future, but it, it's almost like the idea just fell on top of my head, and I couldn't escape it. And so. It's so rich, too, because you there's bound to be more stories out there that you could write sequels to this with other plumbers. Yes. So at first I thought, you know, maybe I'll write, we'll have to see what happens. I might write a sequel, but then I have actually another book that I started writing um, in a similar format not going to give too much away because it takes like two years to write a book, especially when you're a parent. Sure. Um, but it's a similar format, different topic though. It's not plumbing, uh-huh. um, but it's still pretty interesting. Well, I had some ideas I was going to throw your way, but I'm kind of hesitant to do that now because if I hit one that you're working on, <laughs> but I was thinking garbage, <laughs> garbage men. Yeah, that, that's crossed my mind. Uh, morticians. Crossed my mind. Ooh, morticians. Good. Sure, yeah. That's my list. 
Yeah, add, the, add these to your list. I'm not asking for a cut or anything. I'm just thinking about different things that I would want to read about that are fascinating. Because when I saw, the obviously, the headline or the title of the book just got me right away. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, what's this about? And then I opened it up, uh, the, the, the uh, synopsis on Amazon, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a, it's something that you would kind of wonder what plumbers have to deal with on a daily basis, but you would never think to ask them. So especially now with what people are trying to flush down toilets with COVID-19 and all that stuff, the one thing that really got me, and uh, we talked about it on our, our radio show this morning. By the way, I mentioned the book in Houston on the on the radio show. Uh, so, oh, thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you but very much. People are, people are, are uh, uh, flushing sex toys? You actually have a story <laughs> about a sex toy being flushed. I do. People are flushing dildos and then denying that they're flushing them. Uh, yes, this woman flushed a giant dildo, um, down the toilet and the, the, the plumber pulled it out and, you know, she acted like it wasn't hers. Well, totally. Um, yeah, it's not my bag, baby. You know, <laughs> right. Um, people are always, it's funny. People are always in denial, um, when it comes to embarrassing things, personal items that plumbers pull out of their, pull out of their toilets. So, yeah, sex toys is definitely are definitely part of the book on many levels. So uh, since you started writing the book and since it's been published and since your very first conversation with, I believe, the plumber's name was John that you told us about, have you had more interaction with John and, and talked to him about the book and how it's doing and how he's becoming basically famous because of it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the, you know, I'm so thrilled because all of the plumbers in the book really like the book. Um, they think it's very accurate. They think it turned out really well. Um, John, you know, I've, I've, of course, I've emailed them free copies, and he was very excited about it. Um, I also have people calling, you know, people have been texting me in Chicago saying, oh, I need a plumber. Who do you know? <laughs> um, so it's been a, a way to generate business for them, which is great. My One of my female plumbers, um, Carissa, She's in Canada. We, we did a CBC radio interview up there, and it, it blew up in Edmonton, and she's getting all kinds of attention. And, um, female, you know, women have been writing her, saying that she's an inspiration for their daughters. Um, so this is really, for them, enriching their lives, and they deserve every bit of it. Plumbers are really unsung heroes, and, you know, nobody ever thinks about how important they are. And so I hope that they reap benefits from this book. You say in the in the, in the press kit that uh, plumbers make decent money. They do, as they should. The say, yes, yes. They a lot of them have um, second homes, boats. Um, they and it's you know a lot of them also they didn't do the traditional go to college route, right? They didn't really know what they wanted to do. They were completely lost. Um, one of them, his father died, um, and he didn't know he hadn't even gone to college yet. He didn't want to leave his mom alone. Uh, so he ended up staying home and trying to figure out a new career without a college education. And he was only 18 years old and he got into plumbing. And then that, that guy, Craig, he is now the former president of the plumbers contractors association in Chicago. He had his own business. He has a very, um, he's retired and living very well. And he built, he built that all up without that traditional college degree route. So it really is a path, and that's one of the other reasons I wrote the book. It's a path that, that more people should consider. I mean, plumbing isn't only about poop. You don't have to just do poop. Sure. There's many different facets of plumbing. 
um, with piping. And, you know, it's almost like being an engineer, kind of. Um, one of my plumbers had a great quote. He said, it's like playing with a tinker toy set every day. Um, I love that quote. Yeah. And so I think that it, you know, especially considering the state of, of the world and especially our economy and what's happening right now, when we get out of all this, you know, hopefully plumbing will be something that more people will consider and trades in general, not just plumbing, trades in general. Well, that was the thing that you, I, I was going to say. You don't necessarily need college to be a plumber. It's more of an apprenticeship sort of a learning thing. I mean, you really got to get in there and get your hands dirty, for lack of a right. better term. right. And, and, you know, some people do go to trade school, which is helpful. There's plumbing school. But, you know, one of the plumbers, Anthony, in the book, he just started working for somebody and shadowing somebody. And now he owns his own business. So, yeah, you don't need that traditional college route. You talk to a couple of women plumbers in the book. What is it like for ladies working in a pretty much male-dominated arena? It's tough. Um, they've, they've faced a lot of challenges, a lot of um, you know, other contractors who they've had to work with on jobs don't treat them with respect, don't listen to them. One of them, one of the contractors was like, you need to use your big boy voice. And he wasn't listening to her at all when she told him to move his truck. Um, you know, it's really hard for them. It's also, in a way, their stories are so, especially Carissa's, are really funny because the customers treat them differently too. Like Carissa was fixing a urinal at a, in a rest in a bar's bathroom. And as she's fixing the urinal, this guy comes in and uses the urinal right next to her, even though there was a row of like 10 urinals on the wall. Okay. And midstream, he asks her out on a date. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's stuff like that, that the females just encounter a whole different set of problems. Sure. Yeah. They're, 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 there should be hazard pay in there for them. <laughs> Right? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how is the book available? I know I saw, I saw it on uh, on Amazon, but uh, there's got to be a website, right? Yeah, well, Black Rose Writing, they're the publisher, so you could get it through them. I always suggest Amazon. It's also on barnesandnoble.com. Um, it's global, too. It's in the U.K., it's in Canada. Um, it's not in actual bookstores yet, uh, but, you know, everyone's home anyway, so it's best to just order it online. That's what I was going to say, and, and you can download it, too. It's uh, it, There's an e-version uh, e of it, and that's uh, that's how I got it as well. So a uh, perfect opportunity for folks to get acquainted with The Poop Diaries, written by Abby Ross, and also uh, enlighten yourselves about the plumbing industry while we're all self-quarantined. <laughs> that's right. It's a, it's a way to get your mind off of things, for sure. Most definitely. Well, hey, congratulations on all the success of the book. Thanks for writing it. Thanks for giving us something to concentrate on other than uh, what is doom and gloom out there. And uh, you really are a fantastic writer. It was really engaging. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate this interview. Thank you. You're welcome, Abby. Take care, all right? You too. Stay healthy. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Abby Ross, the author of The Poop Diaries. There's a bunch of stories that we didn't even get to, but uh, just a few of them. You know, that, uh, there's there's uh, toothbrushes and driver's licenses and underwear that plumbers find uh, clogging pipes. Also, uh, shower fanatics, drug addicts, bed dwellers, ghosts and squirrels. 
yeah, some of the stories are just as outlandish as those descriptions right there. I highly recommend it. Go out and get yourself a copy of The Poop Diaries, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com. Uh, you can download an e-version and uh, you know, find out something about a, an industry that you, you might not know a whole heck of a lot about. My thanks to Abby Ross for writing the book and for joining us today. My thanks also to Christopher Miller, social media and marketing expert at Black Rose Writing. The executive producer of The Fuzzy Mike is Trish Klein, social media director Lisa Tynan, production elements Zach Sheesh at The Radio Farm. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for bonus material that you don't just get on the audio podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Klein. See you next time on The Fuzzy Mike. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Fuzzy Mike with Kevin Klein. Check back often and stay fuzzy, friends. Fuzzy Mike is a presentation of the Kevin Klein Fuzzy Mike Industry, Incorporated, LLC.